On the night of January 29, 1983, newlywed Stevie Nicks was driving to her honeymoon when she heard Prince's Little Red Corvette on the radio. She began to hum along to the melody, focusing on the lush synthesizers. Inspired, she stopped and grabbed a tape recorder and recorded the demo for what would become Stand Back. Later, when she entered the studio, she called Prince to explain how she was inspired by his song. He then came to the studio that night and recorded the synths for her song. Though he went uncredited for his role, it is far from the last or the first time Prince inspired and championed female musicians. Hello and welcome to Rock and Talk with Dak, your podcast for any and all things music. Each week we're talking about something in the world of music, bands, albums, artwork, news and reviews. Be sure to subscribe to the feed on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify and check out Instagram for Song of the Day or just to say hi. I'm Dak, your host. Let's dive into today's episode. Technically, this episode should have been released last week to commemorate the four-year passing of the Purple One, but quarantine has timing all off. However, it is fitting that this is episode 7, a number that followed him throughout his life. Speaking of his life, throughout his over 40-year career, Prince surrounded himself with the opposite sex. Women were not only his collaborators and peers, but sometimes they'd be his muses too. He not only inspired others, but some of these women inspired him and gave new life to his own songwriting. To celebrate this, what I consider to be a rare undertaking in the music world, even by today's standards, I'm going to go over a few of his frequent collaborators slash muses and some of the music he wrote or worked on with others. I'm not going to get much into the behind the scenes drama or romance. There's enough of that to make a whole other episode. So to start, we're talking about Prince's first project, Vanity 6, and its offshoot, Apollonia 6. Since the 70s, Prince had wanted to mentor a girl singer or a group, and after his initial solo success and rising stardom in the late 70s and early 80s, he set out to do just that. The first trio, Vanity 6, consisted of his then-girlfriend, Suzanne Munzi, Brenda Bennett, and the group's namesake, Vanity, a pseudonym for Denise Matthews. Prince gave the group songs he had written that were rather provocative, as many Prince songs were, and they had a string of minor hits, including one full album. The song, He's So Dull, was featured in the film National Lampoon's Vacation, while Nasty Girl was in Beverly Hills Cop. There were many disputes between Vanity and Prince himself, which led her to leaving the project in 1983, prior to when filming was actually taking place on Purple Rain, to which Vanity was slated to appear in. With Vanity gone, casting agents were frantic to find a replacement, but soon found model and actress Apollonia Cotero. She replaced both roles of Vanity, co-starring in the film alongside Prince and as the lead singer of the trio, though Prince would later rename the group Apollonia 6. Vanity went on to record another two albums in the 80s, and Apollonia released one solo album in 1988. Prince's next, and probably one of his better-known protégés, joined during the recording sessions of Purple Rain. The queen of percussion, Sheila E., whom he met in 1978 after a concert, recorded vocals on some of the songs, including the B-side, Erotic City. During her time with the Prince Camp, she contributed vocals to many of his projects, released three solo albums, with her song Love Bizarre becoming her signature song, and was the drummer and musical director during his tours from 87 to 89. Since she left working with Prince in the late 80s, 
She's led a very successful solo career, working with the likes of Ringo Starr, Beyonce, even composer Hans Zimmer on the soundtracks for Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, as well as many others. Wendy and Lisa were another set of musicians, consisting of Wendy Melvoin and Lisa Coleman, that first worked with Prince as members of his backing band, The Revolution, in the early 80s. After recording three albums, they felt that they weren't getting the recognition that they deserved, especially after Prince had invited non-musicians to start expanding The Revolution. In the fall of 1986, however, Prince wound up dissolving the backing band entirely after the current tour had finished. Wendy and Lisa released their first album the following year with a follow-up in 1989, both to little success. They instead shifted their focus on studio musicianship or writing work with huge success, working with the likes of Pearl Jam, Madonna, OK Go, Grace Jones, Eric Clapton, and Gwen Stefani. They did wind up returning to work with Prince on his 2007 album, Planet Earth. Towards the later part of Prince's career, he had one last project. The trio, Third Eye Girl, was his backing band from 2012 until his passing, though they remain in unit today. The band consists of American drummer Hannah Welton, Canadian guitarist Donna Grantis, and Danish bassist Ida Christine Nelson. Prince helped write and produce their first into this the only studio album, Plectrum Electrum, which was released concurrently with his album, Artificial Age. There are countless other protégés, including Sheena Easton, Bria Valente, believe it or not, Carmen Electra, saxophonist Candy Dulfer, and Janelle Monet, where the two sung a duet called Given Them What They Love on Janelle's second studio album. And this list doesn't even include Prince's writing credits to other female musicians. Most of his writing credits were either under a pseudonym or uncredited altogether, such as Stevie Nicks' Stand Back. You need only look to his posthumous release from last year called Originals. Ten of the fifteen tracks were given to and recorded by female musicians or groups. One example, Prince had been keeping an eye on a then-budding band called The Bangles. He was impressed with their lead singer, Susanna Hoffs, and wanted to meet her. The two met at a concert where The Bangles were opening for Cyndi Lauper. Impressed by her on- and off-stage presence, he later gifted the group Manic Monday, a hit that reached number two for the band. Another example includes this. Though originally written for a funk project called The Family in 1985, Nothing Compares to You would be made famous by and launch Sinead O'Connor's career overnight five years later. The new arrangement even gave Prince a second wind on the song and recorded his own version with Rosie Gaines in the early 90s. And here's a heartwarming story of a somewhat lost icon. Another artist Prince took under his wing was an already established vocalist in her own right by the time he was even born. Mavis Staples, a blues and gospel singer, had a string of relative success with her family band, the Staples Singers, throughout the 60s and 70s. However, when she stepped out to record solo work, she found little success after three albums. In 1987, after a decade of not landing a single record deal, Prince and Mavis met. She was so flattered by Prince, she began writing letters to him, and the two forged a strong working relationship. She wound up recording and releasing two albums under his Paisley Park record label, with many Prince musicians making appearances on both, including Sheila E. on drums. 
Her 1993 release, The Voice, was called one of the best albums of the year by People magazine. This revitalization under Prince led Mavis to record another nine albums, winning 11 awards since 2005, and has made appearances on albums by The Gorillas and Hozier. Her roots are with her family's group, but there's no denying Prince ushered in a new wave of success for the singer. Before I close out this episode, here's a list of other women Prince collaborated with whether by direct songwriting or producer work, that weren't mentioned. You know, just in case you need more proof. Patrice Russian, Shaka Khan, British actress Kirsten Scott Thomas, dancer Kat Glover, actress Kim Basinger, best known for her role as Vicky Vale, on the film which Prince actually made a soundtrack for. Ingrid Chavez, his first wife and backup dancer, Maite Garcia, TV star Martika, as well as many, many others. Prince never singled out female musicians to push an agenda or make some political statement. He did it simply because they were good at what they did, and of course they had the looks. The respect he showed his female collaborators speaks volumes. I think Donna Grantis summarizes it best. Quote, I appreciated how his bands throughout his career included both men and women, there were no boundaries or limits, and definitely no limits to what we could do based on our gender. Thank you for joining me this week on Rock and Talk with Dak. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify so you never miss a beat. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a rating on iTunes, send feedback on Twitter, or simply spread the word and tell a friend. It all helps. As always, this presentation is made possible by listeners like you tuning in every week. Thank you for your support. And be sure to tune in next Monday. And remember, 